I'm Amber. And I'm Becca. From cranberries to cows and everything in between, this is Forward Farming. This podcast is sponsored by Kentucky Venues and the National Farm Machinery Show. The National Farm Machinery Show in Louisville, Kentucky is back February 14th through 17th. Browse hundreds of booths showcasing the newest in farming equipment and the most innovative technology to make your farm productions run smoother. Admission to the show is free and includes access to over 30 seminars where industry leaders are diving into hot egg topics. Don't miss your chance to be among hundreds of thousands of others in the egg industry at the National Farm Machinery Show, February 14th through the 17th. Plan your visit at farmmachinerieshow.org. Hey guys, welcome back to Forward Farming. I'm really excited for today's episode because we have a very special guest joining us. Um, So this season, Becca and I are kind of broadening our guests um, outside of Wisconsin, and we wanted to include some of our favorite female farmers from across the country. And right away, we said that we wanted Grace on here. So I'm super excited to be sitting here with Grace today. If you don't know who if you don't know who Grace is, I don't know if you're following Egg on social media because she's everywhere and she has like some of the most amazing content and I learned so much from her. So Grace, thank you so much for taking time with us today and how the heck are you? I'm wonderful. Thank you for having me. How let's let's just dive right into this. Usually we like to ask people their their whole life story down to their social security numbers. So can you give us a little bit of um, your background, where you came from, and kind of where you ended up today? Yeah, of course. So I grew up, we'll just start from the very beginning, you know, yes. in like kindergarten, they ask you what you want to be when you grow up. <laughs> yeah. I did not know, had no idea. You know, I just say a bunch of random stuff like, ooh, I want to be a lawyer. I'll be a doctor. Maybe I'll be, you know, maybe I'll be a singer, something like that. (laughs) And then I remember I was nine years old. Uh, My dad took me to the farm with him. He did that a lot with all of us growing up. And on this particular day, he let me drive the combine. And from that moment on, anytime anybody asked me, what do you want to be when you grow up? It was a farmer. That's awesome. I don't, I don't know what it was about it. It was just so <laughs> much, it was like so much fun. It felt really empowering, I guess. And it, I was just addicted. Um, so that's how I got started in the farming journey. From then, I would help my dad whenever I was able to, but I was also a competitive dancer, which took up a lot of my time through middle school and high school. But if I wasn't at school, if I wasn't, at dance practice, I was at the farm. And I was working really, really hard at everything that I was doing during that time. And in 2016, so when I was 15 and 16 years old, that is when I planted and harvested and sold my first crop. No big deal. So So that was really exciting. So I got started in 2016. I guess that would be eight years now, which is crazy to think about. But a little bit of my family background, I grew up with seven brothers and sisters. We're all extremely close and we still are, Um, except none of them farm. Uh, My little sister is a little bit interested in it, but 
at the moment, none of them are interested in making it a full-time career like I have, which is fine. But of course, it would be a lot of fun to have them out there. But at the end of the day, as long as they're happy, I'm happy too. I was going to um, say, that almost makes your life easier if like nobody else wants to be involved. <laughs> seven kids is, in this that's day, a that's a lot. <laughs> yeah. Um, and then... I guess on the social media side of it, I got started with that totally on accident. Um, When I was in college, I was working for a cattle farmer part-time and I love cattle still do to this day. I want some so bad. So of course I was like in heaven during that year and a half of my life working there. And I was just posting about it all the time, not for any reason other than I just loved it. And I thought it was so much fun. And I kept doing that. Once I left school, I came home and was working on our farm again. I just kept posting stuff like that just because I was getting so much more involved in it, I guess. And one video went viral. And then another one did. And then another one. And it ended up within like literally a week's time. I'm not I'm not kidding. Within a week, I went from under 10,000 followers to like 60 or 70,000 on Instagram. Yeah. So I I was like, well, um, I can either take this really seriously and then be able to pursue this full time eventually, or I could just keep doing what I'm doing and eventually it'll die off and, you know, it'll just be for fun. Mm-hmm. Well, at that point in my life, I was working a full time job farming. And I was also trying to stay on top of my physical health. It was just a lot going on. And I was doing this little social media thing on the side, which takes a lot of time. It does. And I was like, I can't do this forever. This sucks. Like, I don't want to work a full-time job anymore. I want to be on the farm all the time. Mm -hmm. So I pushed really hard on social media. I worked really hard at my job. I bought a house literally within half a mile of the farm. And after I think a year and a half of working that welding job, I was able to come home and basically made a career out of farming and social media within a year and a half. And I'm actually really, really proud of that. Yeah, that's, that's amazing. How old are you? If you don't mind me asking. I'm 23. Okay. So you went to school for welding. Is that, is that right? I went to school, so I graduated high school, and I went to college for ag business. Okay. And at the end of my second year is when COVID hit. Yep. And I hated school anyway, so I was like, this is perfect. I'm out of here. So I left, found a welding job. I took a couple classes in high school, and I was decent at it. So I just got this job, wasn't certified or anything, (laughs) but... I worked there for a year and a half as a welder fabricator. And then that's when I came home. That's just so, that's so badass. I love that you did that. How, (laughs) how was that for you? Like, would you, would you do that again if you could do things over? Like just the entire process or like leaving and making that jump to do social media? Yeah. Like what, what led you, I mean, to be a fabricator? I mean that if, if your family has, a farm back home how 
what made you choose to go that route instead of just kind of coming back to the farm? Um, my granddad and my brother worked at the shop. So I already had a tie into it, but also I couldn't afford to just like, I, you know, I rented my own ground and I was farming, but I didn't make enough to pay for a house. You know what I mean? And of course, at that point I had a lot more to think about because I did have a house and I had bills to pay and I had like all the stuff now. Adulting is so much fun. (laughs) So unfortunately, as much as I wanted to just come straight home and farm full time, I just couldn't afford it. So, okay. So row crops to me is completely foreign. Like I, I don't understand it. (laughs) So like for me, when I came back um, and started working on the farm, I just went back to my family's farm and was working with like my parents. For you, you had your own land. Are you, do you see your dad? Like, are you working with your dad still? Or are you like doing your own thing completely separate from what he's doing? Does that make sense? Yes. Uh, We work very much together. So it's technically, yes, it's all farmed by different people. So like my dad, my uncle, me, my great aunt, like we all have our own pieces, but we, we farm it all together just because it's easier that way. Uh, My dad and I do a lot of the work as far as planting, harvesting, trucking, turning wrenches, stuff like that. We do most of that. So it's just easier to do it all together. Okay. How, how long has your farm stayed in your family? Like what generation are you? I'm the eighth generation. It's been around for over 200 years. I think it's 211. Has it always been a row crop farm or have you guys done livestock and then kind of like rotated through? Uh, I think we've we've done a little bit of everything as far as row crop, corn, soybeans. We've done milo, wheat, of course. Um, they used to have a lot of tobacco. And then, of course, we had the beef cattle. They had a feedlot. That was before I was born, though, unfortunately. But <laughs> So what are your, like, what, what does, this is a hard question. I, I'm sorry. What does, like, an average day for you look like? A typical day? Um, an average week? Is that easier? Is a week easier than a <laughs> day? We'll go, we'll go seasonally. So in the springtime, sure. average day. Um, could be a number of things. Most of the time when we're planting, I will be running back and forth between the disc, working up all of our corn ground and, uh, down to the barn where we have our seed to help dad get loaded and to the field to help him whenever he needs it. And he stays in the planter because I can't drive straight. So I just (laughs) let him do that. That's fair. (laughs) And then um, in the winter and summertime, it's pretty laid back. We don't have a whole, whole lot going on. Uh, Just a few random stuff, projects here and there. So honestly, most of the time during the winter and summer, a lot of days I don't even go down there just because there's, we just don't have a whole lot going on. Uh, But this summer we are going to have wheat and we're going to be baling straw. So it'll be a lot more busy this summer. Um, in the fall, 
fall is a lot more hectic. Um, if the weather's good, I'm just every day I'm combining, hauling, combining, hauling, just kind of back and forth. Because uh, my dad also wa- works a full time job, so he's gone. Oh. <laughs> he's gone Monday through Thursday, and then we have the weekends to get a whole lot done together. So Monday through Thursday, I'm doing a lot of the stuff by myself. Um, so that it makes things go a lot slower, but it gets done and we have just enough here to keep us busy without falling too far behind. I was going to say, I'm tired just thinking about that. That's insane. I mean, good for you guys. Like you guys are hustlers, but I'm, I'm tired just thinking about all of that. Um, <laughs> so if, if money wasn't an option, right. And like 20 years from now, you're running the farm. What does that look like for you? Are you planning on hanging around here forever? Like, you know, this is, this is where you want to be and where you want to be until you die kind of a a thing, or is this going to be kind of, uh, we'll see what the future holds situation. Um, it's a little bit of both. Uh, if there's anybody listening that is, that is not familiar with me, uh, I am in a relationship with. Uh, Gavin, he lives five hours away from me, which makes things a little bit more difficult. But looking forward into the future, it's definitely a mix of being here and being there and doing a lot of traveling, but also doing a lot of expanding, hopefully in the future. Um, Not only expanding the row crop farm, but expanding into livestock, expanding into retail sales because of with the popcorn. He's a popcorn farmer. And I don't know, we just have a whole lot of plans, a whole lot of stuff coming down the pipeline that we're really excited about. But if money was no object, definitely expansion and hmm. Yeah, I guess that's the word, expansion. That's exciting. I'm I'm glad to hear that. I love following you guys. It's just like this cute. It's like my version of the like a happy ending of The Bachelor. I'm like, oh, what are you guys doing? This is so fun. <laughs> <laughs> this podcast is sponsored by Kentucky Venues and the National Farm Machinery Show. The largest indoor farm trade show is back. Gear up for the National Farm Machinery Show in Louisville, Kentucky from February 14th through the 17th bringing the best in the field together to explore over 800 booths, showcasing the latest farm equipment and innovative technology. The show is free to attend and gives visitors access to over 30 seminars, giving insight from industry leaders. Don't miss your chance to grow in the industry, February 14th through the 17th at the Kentucky Exposition Center. Plan your visit at farmmachineryshow.org. Um, how, how did you guys meet anyway? Did you meet through social media or did you go to an event and and you saw him there? So yeah. it was both. Um, <laughs> actually, Emma and I, a few years ago, we decided to rent a house for the National Farm Machinery Show in Louisville. So we rented that house and we invited a bunch of people and she just, she invited a bunch of people. I just kind of booked the house and told her, you invite whoever you want. I'm okay with it. And Gavin was one of the people that she invited. So we met 
there kind of already knew each other through social media, but also met at this event. So from that point on, we just kind of kept going to farm shows together. And here we are. That's adorable. (laughs) (laughs) Um, I lost my train of thought. I was just so, I was just so distracted by your story. Um, okay, talk to me. Talk to me about social media. How, when when you had those first couple videos go viral, how did you handle that? I mean, that happened when you were pretty young. So, like, even it, it's wild. Like, social media just it, it's so crazy. And for you to blow up that fast, did it get to your head, kind of, or were you just like, this is weird. What do I do with this? Or did you just like, yeah, I'm go- I'm gonna run with this. I, gosh, it was so weird. <laughs> I don't even know how to explain it. I was like, this, there's no way, no way, this is happening to me because you know, I grew up, and I'm not gonna say that I was like, you know, like I didn't have any friends growing up. Like I was. And, but I wasn't popular either. I was just kind of in the middle, just kind of floating along, doing my own thing. Um, and never, ever did I believe that out of anybody that I knew growing up, I would come out of it as, I don't know how to explain it. Like, people care about what I'm doing. That's so weird to me. Yeah. I don't, I just don't know how to explain it. And I remember it first started happening and I was just shocked. I kind of didn't believe it. And then, I mean, even still now, I don't believe it. Like I have imposter syndrome, syndrome really bad, <laughs> but I don't Isn't know. It's so don't weird know. when like, if you're in your hometown and you're going out somewhere and someone stops you and they ask you about something that you post on social media and you're like, how do you know that about me? And then you're like, oh shit, yeah, I posted that a while ago. I, but it just like, it's so weird when people that you know are asking you about these personal things. You're like, why are you asking me this? And then you remember, like, oh yeah, I shared that on social media. Like, it's just, it's bizarre. It's so weird. Yeah. It's just weird to me that people actually pay attention to what I post. Yeah, like, you remember? I posted that weeks ago. You remember that? <laughs> yeah, it's so so bizarre, and I. Like, I'm glad, I'm glad you're very humble about it because like, you're so wildly successful. It just blows my mind. Um, because I like, before, before we started talking, I like pulled up your Instagram. I'm like, holy shit, girl. Like, (laughs) (laughs) it's, it's amazing. Like, it's so cool to see a young female farmer just like blowing up like that and representing the entire industry basically. And, And you're the perfect person to do it. No pressure, but like. You, you literally do it all and it's so fun to watch you and your story and and everything that you're doing right now what kind of um what's been the craziest thing that has come from your social media presence I see you working with a lot of really cool brands and in, in a tv show now like how what what's been your favorite part about your success oh gosh to be so honest with you I was actually thinking about this like today um one of my favorite things is when like younger women and younger girls come up to me and are like oh my gosh I love your stuff like it has inspired me to do this and um 
I didn't get a lot of that for a while, just because my audience is predominantly male. And so I've been working pretty hard to try and figure out how I can bring in more of a female audience, because that's, that's what I want. That's like, I want to connect with other women in the industry. And I've today, like today, I was looking through my comments and I was like, I think I've had a little bit of a breakthrough. (laughs) So I, yes, I have been super successful on social media, but there are still other avenues that I'm trying to pursue. And it's crazy. Social media is a huge place and there's so much opportunity out there. And I mean, even now, years since I've started, like there's a completely other direction that I want to go to reach an entirely different audience than I've ever reached before. So I guess one of my favorite things about social media is the opportunity that is within it, no matter how many different avenues you've exhausted and how you might think that you're stuck. Like there's still so many different ways that you can go and achieve success. So I think that's one of the coolest things. Um, As far as working with brands, I've worked with some amazing brands and I have some really exciting ones um, coming up very, very soon, which is why I asked you when this is coming out. I'm I'm trying to decide if I can say it or not, but I don't think I can say it. I will leave a little hint though. Oh, girl. (laughs) Yeah. That's exciting. Oh my gosh. That one. That's how I know I've made it. I'm like, oh my goodness. Like that that gave me goosebumps. Like the hair on the back of my neck. You guys, if if you're not watching it on YouTube, like just just hop over there quick and check out her sweatshirt because <laughs> that's exciting. I'm like I'm on cloud nine about it and I've been trying to keep it quiet. So this has been in the works for months and months and months. And I'm not gonna I'm not gonna say the details or anything yet. But it's coming very, very soon. And I've, the past couple of weeks, especially, I've been really, really holding myself back from just spilling the beans on social media. It's really hard. I'm so excited. That's awesome. Has there been any other, like, do you remember your first, like, moment where you felt like this or it was kind of like a pinch me moment where you worked with someone? And you're like, oh my gosh, I can't believe, like, so and so wants to work with me or collaborate with me. Was that, them reaching out to you or is that you reaching out to them how did that work oh man I'm trying to think uh, I worked with Sherwatella a bunch the last couple years and that one was a huge one for me that one was like one of the biggest ones I've ever done still to this day and it's yeah that one was just super important to me and it was crazy that one was insane. And there's so much opportunity with that one. I just, <laughs> I could go on and on and on about how grateful <laughs> I am, but I know that after a while that can get like so boring, but I don't know. It's a mix of like, it's just as satisfying reaching out to a company and having them answer, like reach back out to you as it is for them to just reach out to you in the mm-hmm. first place. 
I don't know. Neither one is better than the other, to be honest. <laughs> well, I'm excited. I'm excited for you. Like, this is very exciting stuff. And Thank I can't you. think of a better person for it to happen to. Um, okay. Let's let's get a little deep. If you could go back to that nine-year-old version of yourself after you spent time with your dad driving the combine, which who lets a nine-year-old drive a combine, first of all? <laughs> like, how cool is your dad for doing that? <laughs> if you could go back to uh, your nine-year-old self after that day, what would you tell her? Like, what what advice would you give her? Like, what what would you say to her at that in that moment? I know that's a hard one. I'm sorry. <laughs> I know how cliche it sounds. Just tell myself that I'm beautiful just the way I am. Like I, so growing up, I was very secure in my place in the ag industry. Like I never, it wasn't ever anything that I was, you know, self-conscious of, like from the very beginning, I would stand on top of a building and say, I'm, I'm a farmer. I love farming. Like I was never ashamed. Like I never tried to hide it. Like I was up in my high school wearing muddy boots, getting mud all over the floor. Like I just didn't care about any of that. But I did. I don't know. I was just, I guess after high school, I just kind of got lost in like beauty standards, I guess. I've always been really small and just kind of, I don't know. I got picked on for that and I still get picked on for that. But I guess my advice to my younger self would be that you're beautiful and you don't have to listen to what anybody else thinks of you. Oh, that's so sweet. How? Okay. Uh, I just can't believe all the things that you've done and you're only 23. Like, <laughs> um, uh, I like you you're just you're just so crazy. I love it. I love I love everything you're doing and and the way that you that you represent yourself um in person and and through social media. I think it says a lot about you and your authenticity and I think that's why people are so gravitated towards you is because you're so authentic with everything you do and and like I repeat this over and over if you want to gain an audience, I think that's the best way to do it is just by being authentic because people can smell through their phones the the bs so kudos to you for holding to that um where can people find you if they're not following you already i'm on instagram facebook tiktok twitter and youtube all under farmer grace uh i will go ahead and say i only have one account on all of these platforms <laughs> so if you hear from any other account that says they're farmer grace um they are not. <laughs> How? Okay, before before I let you go, talk to me about YouTube. YouTube fascinates me because I I don't really want anything to do with that right now. How? How did you get started? Why did you get started? Do you do all of your own stuff? Like, how did you learn to edit? Um, do do the whole shebang on your own? I got started with YouTube. Shortly after my Instagram first started to blow up. Um, I don't really know why, I guess. <laughs> um, I don't know. Growing up, you know, you'd watch YouTube on 
like on your iPod or whatever. And, you know, I always thought it would be cool. Like, oh my gosh, how cool would it be to have a YouTube channel? That would be so cool. But of course, why would I do that? Like, I do nothing interesting that anybody would ever care about. And then my Instagram blew up and I was like, hmm, maybe I'll just try it. Why not? So I gave it a try. Um, didn't really like it. I thought that I was boring and nobody really cared about what I was posting. So I just kind of stopped. Also, life just kind of got in the way, I guess you could say. And I had a lot going on. So I decided uh, maybe later <laughs> we're going to put this on the back burner for now. So I focused on Instagram mainly. And then um, after a while, I was like, okay. We're going to try it again. So I started posting again. Um, and I've, I've grown to like it a little bit more. I still, <laughs> it's still not my favorite just because I can't figure it out. With Instagram and <laughs> Facebook, I have cracked the code. But YouTube, it's a whole different beast and it's driving me nuts. I can't figure it out. Um, <laughs> but as far as like editing and stuff goes, I do all of that myself. I just honestly, I just use iMovie <laughs> and um, I taught myself everything other than what I've watched on YouTube, <laughs> but most of it's just like trial and error and just playing around with it and finding out what style that I really like. And I think I've, I think I've gotten the groove of things. It's starting to come a little bit easier, but still YouTube is just, I don't blame you for not wanting anything to do with it. I don't want anything to do with it, but <laughs> Grace, thank you so much for coming on here with us today. I, again, like you're, you're doing so many amazing things and you're just, you're just rocking it. So keep on rocking it. And I'm excited to watch you grow and whatever your future holds. So just, just keep on keeping on. You're doing great. You're doing great, sweetie. <laughs> thank you. <laughs> thank you so much. Thank you for having me. This was so much fun. Yes, of course. Anytime you want to come back, you just you just let me know. But if you guys are not following Grace, um, I'll take all of her social media handles um, in the show notes below. So make sure you go follow her, especially the ladies. Go show her some love because she's she's just such a sweetie. So thank you, Grace, again. Um, and if you guys are not following us already on social media, you can find us at Forward Farming Podcast. And then we're also on YouTube most of the time when technology works. Uh, so if you want to watch the episodes, you can do so over there. Um, I'm over at Cranberry Chats and Becca is over at Becca Hilby. So thank you guys so much for listening and we'll see you next week.